right now we're feeding about 4,000, a little over 4,000 people every single month. These are refugees both from Syria and Iraq, and we reach both Christians and Muslims. You know, we believe that we're supposed to, to care and to look after the people of the body of Christ, as, but then we also want to seize the opportunity to meet some of the needs of Muslim people and share the love of Christ with them as well. We're having a lot of our translators and people that help facilitate our trips come to the Lord just because of their consistent interaction every time with us that we go over there. This is Charisma Connection. Welcome to the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Steve Green, and in studio with us now by way of phone is a good friend of our Charisma Podcast Network, Jason Law, who's the president and CEO of World Compassion Terry Law Ministries. Jason, welcome to the Charisma Podcast Network. No, thank you, Steve. It's an honor to be on the show today. Look forward to sharing with you guys. That's great. Charisma Connection is a long-form magazine. We just talked to an interesting ministry, and obviously you're very important to us. I've known your dad and known your ministry for a long time. We've been engaged with it during my years at ORU, and just so much like what you're doing. And if you could describe your ministry for our listeners, it would really put us off to a great start. Yeah, our organization, we're 46, getting ready to go 47 years old, um, initially started and founded by my father, Dr. Terry Law, as well as a gentleman by the name of Larry Dalton. We started as Living Sound on the campus of Oral Roberts University, right right where you used to, to mm-hmm. work. Yes, sir. A music group that went throughout the world, taking young people and just using music as missions. From there, we've grown into a more of a compassion-based, compassion-based outreach ministry, but with an emphasis on taking the message of Jesus Christ to nations that are hostile to the gospel. So historically, we've worked in countries like Russia back in the 70s, China, North Korea, Cuba, which is now opening up. Today, we're more focused on a lot in the Middle East, in Iraq, Iran. We've had a lot of programming in Afghanistan, still continue to do some work in China, and then Myanmar as well. Uh, so our focus after 47 years continues to be the same, and that is taking the message of Jesus Christ to nations hostile to the gospel. That's great. So where have you been last? I know you travel a lot. How many trips have you taken this year? I've, I've probably personally only been on, a, on five international trips this year. We do have a, 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 a team, a staff, and incredible, incredibly gifted individuals that carry their own uh, gifting and ministry that can can go and speak and teach and lead on behalf of the organization. So uh, I've taken five, just got back from Myanmar just about 10 days ago, and then was in Iraq and the Middle East just a few weeks prior to that. So what's your focus in Iraq? I know that has a lot of interest to me because of my work with your dad and with shoes, and I know that's uh, you're moving away from that a little bit, but kind of tell me what you're up to in Iraq right now. Yeah, uh, as everybody can possibly imagine the issue with ISIS over there um, and the Syrian civil war now now several years deep. Uh, we've been focused on refugee relief. We've actually have worked in Iraq for over 12 years now. We've, we entered in in 2002 in preparation for the war in 2003. So we've been established in Iraq. We've worked um, all over the country, you know, down in Baghdad, south of Baghdad, all the way to the north, and are currently focused up in the Kurdish region, predominantly doing refugee relief right now. Mm-hmm. And how do you fund this? How expensive is a project like this for you guys? Well, 
it, it's expensive because it's ongoing. Um, right. You know, the Syrian civil war has, what are we, you know, four or five years into that. Mm-hmm. It has continues to spill over into Iraq and to other regions. Obviously, we're seeing people fleeing into Europe now uh, by the droves. There's not necessarily an end in sight to the turmoil over there. ISIS created another wave of people. And so right now we're feeding about 4,000, a little over 4,000 people every single month. These are refugees both from Syria and Iraq, and we reach both Christians and Muslims. You know, we believe that we're supposed to, to care and to look after the people of the body of Christ, As but then we also want to seize the opportunity to meet some of the needs of Muslim people and share the love of Christ with them as well. Yes. Well, I've noticed you've got a, a big plan for 2016, working with Living Sound events, as you're uh, going to include Pakistan and tour Europe, the, the Trail of the Refugees. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, that's something uh, you know that we're we're still working on, still developing on right now. Um, it's it's looking very promising. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent go, but mm-hmm. we we have relaunched the Living Sound ministry that you you might even be familiar with from the yes. old days. Sure. But really, using Living Sound, it's a name that we use, and it describes uh, our international young adult ministry. Over 50% of the world's population today is actually under the age of 30, Mm. and there's a large chunk of those that are between the age of 18 and 25. And some of the Middle Eastern countries, like Iraq, it could be as high as 76% of the population uh, would be considered young adult. And throughout the world, they're searching for truth. People are looking, looking for a cause to be a part of, or man, what is truth? There's word coming out of the underground church in Iran. 77%, I think, of that country, or 72, is under the age of 30. And there's a young generation that is tired of radical Islam. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we see in the news media, because the news media is controlled by the leadership of those countries. But there's a generation under that that is searching for truth. They're searching for a different way. And so we are re, or have relaunched Living Sound, not just to, to focus on the hostile nations, but to really to reach, to unify, and to mobilize the young adult generation around the world. Do you think you're making progress with Muslims? Absolutely. Um, you know, right now, what we have seen in the Middle East, even going back to the Arab Spring, you look at from 2003, the war in Iraq, the Arab Spring, um, what happened in Egypt uh, as a result of Arab Spring, and now the Syrian civil war, ISIS, there is a shaking and there's a moving across the heart of the Islamic world, the heart of the Middle East. And the result of all of that has caused many Muslims to question their faith. Yes. And yes, we're seeing radical Islam and the results of that, the Paris attacks. I don't want to undermine those things. Those are very a real reality. There's a very real threat, I believe, uh, to Muslims, radical Muslims being embedded into the refugees, fleeing into Europe, fleeing into America. I think those are things that we must pay attention to. But on the other side of the coin, there are Muslims who are looking at what is being done in the name of Islam, and they're saying they want nothing to do with it. They want out. I can A quick story, I was in Iraq uh, just a few weeks ago, and one of the most amazing things that we have found is we're, we're having a lot of our translators and people that help facilitate our trips come to the Lord just because of their consistent interaction every time with us that we go over there. And a young man named Aram uh, was helping me translate. He was kind of by my side most of the week that we were there. And um, he just told me, he said, you know, Jason, I'm not a Muslim anymore. He goes, I don't know what I am, but I'm searching for whatever is true. He goes, I'm sick of Islam. I'm sick of what's being done in, in the name of my religion, and I want nothing to do with it. Well, that was a perfect opportunity 
for me to talk to him about Jesus and why we were there. Yes. I had the opportunity to lead him to the Lord. I still email with him. I Skype with him. I'm connecting him in with a local church that we're connected with over there. Sounds like you're uh, discipling we've had about him. six or seven of those stories in the last couple of weeks. So you're discipling as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Him and I will talk on, on Skype or email, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing trades the local church, so we're trying to connect right. them in with somebody there. Well, we see so many of these uh, attacks are led by young people that I think what you've told me is is opening my mind to, because I felt like they were they were hurting the young people and brainwashing them, whatever language you want to use, and convincing them that they were doing well. But you're telling me that the youngsters, the 30s down to 20s, are maybe rebelling a little bit. That, those are stories we're getting. And I mean, I don't deny or, or don't think the other is not true either. Mm-hmm. What I'm... What I see on both sides of that coin is there's young people looking to be a part of something. They want to do something. They want to be a part of something great. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They want a cause to attach to. And so if the church just sits back in fear in an idle state of mind and a a place of inaction, then we're not getting in the game and we're not capturing the mindset and the hearts of that generation and giving them something good to, to be a part of. So then radical Islam might, might be appealing to them. Well, Jason, the, the Holy Spirit was, is going to soften the hearts of these killers. You know, you can 100%. only do it for so long, and, and you begin to—the conscience of a man is still—when you're young and influenceable, you've, you're going to know that there's something wrong with that. Absolutely. God uses people, and that's—you that, know, if the church—if we can awaken, if we can seize this opportunity together, I believe it's a time for the church to walk together in unity and— to show the love of Christ to these people, that speaks volumes, and I believe it's that love and that action, God working in and through us, that the Holy Spirit's conviction in the heart of those people then is realized mm-hmm. because it's attractive. Yes. And that arm, the, the gentleman I just told you the story of, uh, that's what grabbed him. I mean, it was like, why are you over here? He goes, why do you keep coming back? You guys travel halfway around the world. You leave your families. You spend all this money just to come over here and provide some food some blankets and some needs for these people. Why do you do this? Well, then I had a a chance to answer that question and talk to him about the love of Jesus. Well, that ultimately is what compelled him in. Well, we're sitting here in in comfort in in our home in Tulsa and Lake Mary, Florida. And as we think about what goes on over there, it's the way some Americans deal with it is out of sight, out of mind. And yet our military has dealt with it. Our Christian ministers like you, our, our missionaries, and, and as Terry Law Missions has done for so many years, you confront it on, on the sand. You go to the, the hot sands and deal with it. It's got to affect you at your walk in a way that uh, pretty hard for the average churchgoer to get. Yeah, it does. It, uh, it messes with your worldview every time that you go. You know, I honestly, sometimes I fight being critical of the American church just mm. because, you know, we have so much um, people, you know, it, it could be perceived as we're very self-centered and self-focused, and I think there's some absolute truth to that. But on the other other side, it, it makes me to be, every time I go, I'm so thankful for our nation. I mean, I love the United States of America. I love our country. Yes, we have problems, but I'm telling you, we are so blessed for what we have. I tell people I'm happy to pay the tax dollars I pay. We we really have something great, and so it, it, it creates an internal struggle and a paradigm. Every time I go, it's a paradigm shift, and it's a an yes. internal battle 
of either wanting to be critical but also being thankful. And so I, you know, I just try to encourage people, let's be thankful for what we have, but then to whom much is given, much is required. That's right. And let's, let's put our eyes on the world. So how can we help you? There are a lot of listeners now that have caught your vision. There's no question about it. They know Terry Law. They know you. And they know your ministry. What can we do to help, and how do we engage with you? Yeah, well, I don't want this to sound cliche. Um, Go ahead. But the first is prayer. I believe that we win. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And, and I think as the Church, we've got to be careful about how we speak of people of other faiths when we don't agree. I think we've got to be careful how we speak of one another when we disagree on opinions. Yes. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And so the reality is that we've got to win in prayer first. We've got to win the battle in the Spirit but then we also got to put action to that. We can't just sit back and pray and then expect God to do something because he uses people. He wants to use us. We're praying for him to do something, and he's saying, I want to do something. I just want to use you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job to find out what would, he, what would he require of us? What does he want to do for us? So number one, man, let's be praying for the Muslim people. Muslim people are not bad. It's the deception of Islam that's bad. And so, so Jason, be give us a specific them, tell us for their spe- eyes, their understanding to be open to the hope and the enlightenment that God has for them. Let's be praying for the leaders of our nation, leaders of other countries that are, are trying to iron some of this stuff out. But then let's also be praying for the leaders of the church and people who are on the front lines doing this work that we have wisdom and favor to, to continue to see breakthrough, to rescue people. That's what this is about. So let's win it in prayer first. But then, too, um, you know, what we, what we do takes money. That, I don't think that sneaks up on anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you, what do you do with the money that people give to World Compassion? We spend it. Yes. <laughs> we spend it on outreach. We spend it on food. We spend it on, on leadership training. We spend it on discipleship. We spend it on church planting. Uh, we spend it on Bibles. That's what we spend it on. And so it takes money to do, it, to do what we're doing. And then people can be a voice. They can, you know, follow us on social media. They can help repost things. They can join in the chatter. Um, just let's get in the game. Let's do it together. How do we connect with you? Where's the best way for a listener of this podcast to find you? Oh, our website is obviously worldcompassion.tv. It's worldcompassion.tv. And then on Facebook at World Compassion, Instagram at World Compassion, and Twitter um, at World Compassion. And so we, we so post Facebook things every is- day. Facebook is at World Compassion? Yeah, or just World Compassion. Okay. Yeah, that's Twitter. And then uh, Instagram as well as World Compassion. And isn't your dad still selling a lot of materials? He's got a lot of audio series, books, pamphlets. Uh, he used to sell quite a bit of that. Are they still available? Yeah, they're still available on our website. Uh, we got a store out there. People can order things directly mm-hmm. off of there. He's got a, a new book that he actually didn't write, but it is about him. And it's called Storm Chaser. A good friend of his, Jim Gilbert, wrote the book, and it's kind of a, uh, it's not your typical autobiography. I don't even want to call it that. It's more a bunch of stories about the life of my dad taking the gospel message into hostile countries and just some really, you know, heart-wrenching, hair-raising stories in there. But it's also a teaching and an inspiring book. So it's a great combo. Um, So that book is out. You can get that on Amazon or off our website at worldcompassion.tv as well. And then there's a couple other resources out there. He's got the the Power of Praise and Worship book, The Hope Habit, a couple of CD and DVD series out there as well. And the, and quite a few of his sermons are up, right? Yes, absolutely. They're mm-hmm. out there. Um, and then he's a, he's great got a new preacher. book he's working on now. Okay. Can't wait to hear about that. 
So again, I know that there'll be many listeners want to support you and, and pray for you. I, I think I'd like to end this podcast the way that makes the most sense. Would you lead a prayer for the Muslims and, and teach us to pray for them? Tell us how to pray specifically and the way that we should consider our prayer life as we think about this nation. So help us here, Pastor. Absolutely. Let me, let me pray. And God, we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity. God, we thank you for the incredible blessings that you have given us. God, I thank you, Father, first and foremost, for the nation that you have given to us in the United States of America. God, I believe that this country can be continue to be a launching pad to reach the rest of the world for Jesus Christ. And God, despite the challenges that we face. God, I thank you, Father, that you're raising a standard. God, it is a standard. It's your church. It's a unified church, God, that is going to reflect you. And God, I just thank you, Father, for wisdom for every believer that's listening to this. God, as we go into an election year, God, I thank you that you lead us and you guide us to vote the people into office that will bring honor and glory to you in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you help us to prioritize the issues in our own heart. God, that we choose to make choices, God, even in the voting polls that bring honor to you. God, that the, the issues that, can, are, that you're concerned about, God, that we choose the person. And God, that we make the choices, God, that honor you. And God, that we know that we do that, that you will heal our land. Yes. And God, we thank you that you um, just continue to lead and to guide. God, President Barack Obama, the senators, the House leaders, yes, God, of our own nation. God, we just ask, Father, as we go into this election year, God, that the right people assume office in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Father, that this nation is not done, but God, that you have something great for us and that we can continue to be the launching pad that you've called us to be for the rest of the world. God, we thank you, Father, to whom much is given, much is required. And God, we also ask for wisdom for the refugee crisis. God, throughout the Middle East and now Europe and those that are making their way to the United States and to other countries, God, I pray for wisdom for national leaders. God, I thank you for wisdom for church leaders. God, I thank you, God, for continued favor and opportunity on the church, God, to share the love of Jesus with these people. God, I thank you that their hearts and their minds are open. God, your word says that you came to the world and to convict the world of sin to the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, that we know that you do that in a gentle and a loving way. And so, God, we thank you that you move on the hearts and the minds of people who are deceived by Islam. And God, that we ask for the opportunities of your church, of your army, of your believers, God, to communicate the love of Jesus, God, to help their eyes be open, their spiritual eyes to be open to the truth. And God, we thank you that it's your desire that no men should perish, that all should be drawn unto you. And God, we thank you that you have given us the opportunity that we're alive at this time, God, to seize the opportunity we have. God, we ask that you give us a positive outlook, God, to see these people through your eyes in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you, Father, for ideas, for creativity, and for favor to seize the opportunity that's before each and every one of us, not only in this country, but around the world, to communicate people the love of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll receive that and believe it. We'll continue to pray it. I'm specifically going to be praying for your 2016 decision, that you get the financial support you need, and that everything uh, comes together to make this mission happen. So we'll be behind you on that. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate it. We know God's our provider. We just trust Him. That's right. Folks, you've been listening to Jason Law, the president and CEO of World Compassion, Terry Law Ministries. You can find them at worldcompassion.tv worldcompassion.tv. Jason, thank you for being a guest on the Charisma Podcast Network. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right, sir. God bless you. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. I'm Steve Green. God bless you all.
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.